So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts check out sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Welcome to episode 30 of the SFP Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley with Style & Story Creative at Star Photography Studio and Six Figure Photography. And all the way from New York, we have with us Jide, Jide Alakija. And uh, we're going to be talking about some really exciting things. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about personal projects, creating the time for personal projects, goals, uh, a lot of good stuff. Before we do that, let me give you guys an idea of what we stand for. Look, my goal is to help you grow your photography business, to find abundance in joy, meaning, profits, life, relationships, creativity. And so a huge part of that is understanding your own self-worth. And, and understanding that providing value to every single person you encounter is is a must. I think this interview with Jide is going to help do that. So without wasting any further time, let's jump in and connect with Jide right now. Uh, Jide, welcome uh, to the SFP podcast. Where, I always love to ask, where, where are we talking from? Where are you at? So right now, I am in my living room in Brooklyn, New York. Very cool. Uh, living room setting. Paint, paint the scene. What do you see around you in your living room? What do I see around me? First of all, I see a big screen with a lot of work that needs to get done, and everything <laughs> else. <laughs> and everything else is just sort of uh, my things that I usually kind of. I have a whole bunch of things that I collect from my travels, um, from figurines to magnets to wall art and stuff like that. So um, I, yeah, that's the main key thing you would notice when you come into my apartment. Fantastic. So mm. uh, when you travel, are you traveling for personal? Are you traveling for work? Um, unpack that a little. Yeah, um, most of my travel right now is for work. I do do a bit of personal travel as well. Um, every I make a, a point to visit a new country uh, every year and also a new what? African country as well. Why? Uh, How do you do that? do just simply look somewhere on the map buy a plane ticket look for or actually just find the date buy a plane ticket and just shoot off it's really that yeah i mean i I, i'm pretty curious about the world and um i mean i've been traveling since i've been young um and um i sort of have enjoyed the idea of you know visiting new places meeting new people experiencing new cultures 
Um, and now I have a job that gives me a bit more freedom to do that. Um, and I guess that's also where some of the fine art stuff has sort of come into it. Um, not so much now, but I mean, something I want to carry on doing again, um, sort of going around doing, you know, the kind of stuff that a, a great photographer, Steve McCurry does sort of visiting different cultures, spending some time with them and capturing sort of, you know, the smells, the, 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 the sounds and, and everything in, in his photos, uh, to kind of present, his own experience of that environment is kind of thing that really kind of gets me. So, um, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting though. What's also is, is the fact that even though my goal is to visit a new country every year, I'm finding myself visiting about three or four now every single year. Wow. That's incredible, mm. man. So then as you're, as you're going to visit, are you also trying to kind of like cover your expenses by picking up work while you're, while you're there? Um, sometimes it, there isn't sort of a, there isn't, it's not really worked out like that. Um, I, uh, I mean, say for instance, a client contacts me and says, Hey, I'm getting married in Bali, for instance. Now, um, that, that is sort of an automatic expense covered by them. But then maybe I may decide that from Bali, I want to visit Singapore or, um, um, I want to visit another part of East of Southeast Asia. Then obviously that that's covered by me or partly covered by them because they've flown me to the hub and then I'm using that to spend some time in other parts. So it's really part of my own, mostly down, down to my own buck. But in doing so, I find that the, the art that I make um, is sold off and that makes it worth it. If, if, if you see what I mean. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you have a a very interesting kind of um, business model in a way, and then I, it's not even a business model. You have a very interesting kind of just like life, uh, and we're mm. going to talk about this, the balance that you have with with your incredibly successful wedding work, but then as well your your fine art work and actually getting your stuff represented and and being seen uh, in a gallery uh, yeah. environment. It's very different than I think um, the way that many photographers kind of approach. Um, weddings, and so I want to talk about that. But let's let's start maybe from uh, from the from the ground. Let's start and create a foundation here. Um, how okay. did how did you end up getting started? And and was it personal work first, and then weddings, or was it vice versa? Yeah, I mean, okay. So a bit of history. I have been a photographer for the past uh, what twenty sixteen. So I started in two thousand and four, November two thousand and four. So it's coming up to about twelve years now. Um, I was then a student back in London um, uh, writing a PhD thesis in an area of science called biomechanics. You don't really need to go into that right now because <laughs> it, it was pretty dull, most of it. But I was um, I set up a company with, with some of my PhD colleagues to um, – um, this was before Facebook and the whole – during the whole dot-com boom – for photo sharing. Um it was kind of like getting images. We, we, we identified that there was a, a, a market that was slightly untapped for photographers who were hobbyists um, who wanted to sell their photos, but they couldn't get the images on something like Getty. Um, and we just thought, why don't we just create our own platform for you know the hobbyist or amateur photographer who can take some great photos and may want to sell those photos. Um, and the site didn't really pick up that well. And then we kind of scratched it and moved on into something else, which was a site still, which still exists, which was a photo community for 
photo sharing, very similar to what Instagram is today, but it was on the web. Um, it was literally uh, a photo blog and people would literally just post photographs every single day and share it amongst this community. Hmm. Um, so I was, my main role in this site, it was called shutterchance.com. My main role in this site was to, um, or in the creation of the site, was to learn photography and inspire people to post onto the site because we just thought the best way to get people to understand a site is if we actually started doing it ourselves. And since... I was quite interested in photography uh, at the time. I started doing it. So all I was doing was taking fine art photographs of, 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 of bowls of fruit, um, of, of landscapes and things like that, and just posting it online. Um, and that caught the interest of quite a lot of people who were interested in photography from a standpoint of observing, not by not taking photos. Um, and before I knew it, I got a lot of requests from all sorts of peeps asking me to uh, photograph their weddings, photograph their events, photograph their kids and stuff like that. Um, and whilst it was interesting, I wasn't particularly interested in wedding photography at the time. Um, I just did it because obviously I needed money. And um, it got to the point where then whilst writing the thesis, I then really needed more money. And I set up my company um, to literally take photographs of you know portraits weddings and all that kind of stuff um and i found myself quite enjoying it afterwards i realized that i had a lot of freedom to do the fine art stuff a lot of freedom to travel and um take these photos and of course the business started to grow and over time and um i'm now going to the point where now i obviously live now in new york and um this is what i do full time and unfortunately, what, what did happen was I started to lose that freedom, as you do with most things. Um, I realized I was actually doing more work. I mean, I guess it's a blessing in disguise. You know, you're, you're, you're finding yourself sort of doing better work for better clients, but then there is more work as a result of that, which takes up more time. And then you're like back to square one where you're, you know, <laughs> in that situation where you're thinking, hang on a sec, the whole point of doing this was really to give me more time. Now I'm finding myself spending more time editing photos and seeking more work than actually, you know, doing this thing. I mean, I love it, but it's it's, it's something that I've come to realize I need to uh, put a bit more control over, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. Hey, real quick, what, what was the name of that website again? Oh, Shutterchance.com. Shutterchance, like C-H-A-N-C-E? Yes, yes. Shutter chance. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. So that's still mm. live? That's still active? People still on there? Yes, yes, yes. Um, it was, uh, we started out with just sort of four photographers at the time. And um, to my knowledge, it's built up to about 5,000, 6,000 photos, uh, photographers around the world. I'm not entirely sure whether, I mean, this was at the time when I was tracking it sort of five years ago. Things have changed a lot since then because um, I think when we when Facebook came, it changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, now people finally had a place to share their photos and share their experiences. Um, I remember saying to my colleagues, "Oh my God, this thing's gonna kill us." Um, and what was even interesting, as I said, it was like in Instagram, and um, it um, it was pretty much the same idea. And when Instagram came out and became the big thing. I remember talking to some of my friends at the time saying, oh my God, shit, we should have, we should have 
taken this thing to mobile and probably been the next big thing. Um, but of course, that wasn't to happen. If you, if, if anything. <laughs> there um I, I it's always like in hindsight you know like of all the things so many ideas yeah. uh mm. just kind of put them into action um but it's awesome I, I love the fact that actually it seems like you you kind of um photography came out of really trying to make uh and, and correct me if i'm wrong but was the goal of the blog to kind of like blossom into a business like I said, we were just trying to catch on to the whole dot-com train. You know, there were all these big companies like Amazon. Um, Google didn't actually exist at the time. There were, there were other, actually, maybe it did, but there were all these other big companies just springing up, and they all seemed to be making all sorts of really cool ideas really quickly into some and turning some really big profits. And we were just some some kids in in university who just felt, you know, we have time, we can code why don't we just put something out there that people use and we have an interest in photography and that's where that all started. Awesome. Um, mm. So then, okay. I think that, uh, one of the things that is interesting here is, is your, um, your, uh, uh dive into, um, artwork into fine art. Would you categorize it as fine artwork like gallery shows? Yes, it's definitely fine art. Okay, perfect. Definitely so, so your balance of fine art and weddings, and I want to kind of talk about this. Are are you monetizing the the fine art work that you're producing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I start got to learn about. I mean, when I started doing it, it wasn't really because I wanted to sell photographs. I just got encouraged by friends and family who who, who loved the photos at the time that I was doing, and they thought, why don't why don't you sell this stuff? And some people would call me and said, Hey, I really love this photograph. Do you mind if I buy it to you for like 50 bucks? And I thought, Hey, I'm not, it's really not worth much to me. I just love, you know, love taking photos and started selling them. Um, initially I was selling them sort of on the street or like in, in little markets and sort of, you know, little stores and nothing, not really making much money from it. And then when I met, Ayo, my current agent, um, he obviously was very into the whole idea of selling art and dealing in art. And he just thought, hey, why don't we do something a lot bigger than what you're actually doing? Let's actually show some of this stuff in a gallery. And I was like, I really don't have a clue what this stuff is really. Um, and I don't see myself in the same category as any of these bigger artists. Um, but he really took his time to uh, school me, educate me a bit more on the whole idea of putting work out in galleries and uh, creating a narrative behind it. Um, and really the whole idea of connecting with curators and you know, if, seeing if it's something that they would be interested in. Um, and that's pretty much what kicked it off. Yeah. So just, yeah, just through that, I started meeting people, started doing some projects and, um, other photographers doing the same similar thing and finding that there was a whole world uh, or universe in this whole area where people are out there just creating work for sale and you have collectors who are interested in this kind of work. So I think um, this is interesting because I think that, I mean, what, what essentially came down to is you met a gentleman um, mm. who was, uh, um, he wanted to represent you. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of what 
launched you into this whole thing. And I think it's easy to um, to listen to your story and to mm. hear, well, you you know, Jida, you got lucky, you met the right person, and mm. now you're being represented. But I I want to just rewind for a moment and and uh, again just reemphasize, like um, it's the whole thing about luck. It's like you continually yeah. put yourself uh, out there in the environment for things to occur. Like you, like you said, you were literally like on the streets, like like hustling yeah. the work out there, trying to just get it sold or seen by anyone and anything. And uh, and and along the way, um, things started to happen. Um, and I think that's I think it really is true that I've man I've heard countless stories from other entrepreneurs mm. that's how it that's just how it works you know yeah, it's like yeah, you, you yeah. show up every single day i mean honestly even with this podcast if you can imagine episode one was like yep. my mom and my wife <laughs> um, listening to it so anyhow well, do you have any thoughts on that yeah i mean do you know what you you are so right that you have to i think what they say is that you create your own luck you can create your own you make the opportunities for yourself um and you there's also another saying that for you to be successful you got to be present um and the point being that you're ready um when success comes mm -hmm. um so in, in my own case you know in, even though I may say, mm, I don't think it's so much luck, but it is luck to a certain extent. But then it's also kind of making sure that you're doing everything you can to kind of prepare yourself for the next uh, step. But you don't know what that step is. You know, it's not like you're saying, OK, I'm going to learn photography, take all these great photos, and then I'm going to go to a gallery and um, present them. Or I'm going to look for an agent and get someone who's going to represent me. It's more of a, it's more the other way. You're kind of seeing things happen as you're doing what you're doing best. Um, I never saw myself as a wedding photographer um, 12 years ago, and I never saw, I never thought I'd ever have a, a piece in a gallery, and even more so in, say, the Smithsonian Museum. Um, it was just not something that happened because I actually set that out in motion, but the thing that I did do was kind of persistently work harder and persistently on my craft and should I say pushed for my, for my stuff to get out there on and on and on. And that's always something that I've always done, I guess, to, to, to keep, um, um, myself relevant, sort of really keeping, uh, the work out there, pushing it out there as much as I could, uh, through the, the website that we set up, and uh, through other people. So that's where the creation of luck comes into it. Yeah. What would you say uh, to the photographer who's listening to this <coughs> podcast right now? Um, they're encouraged by your story, and yet at the same time, they're, they're looking at their empty calendar, or they're trying to figure out how to pay the bills. Um, they're, they're currently still on the street, right? There's, they're currently still like um, hustling to try to, to, try, to, try to get things um, going. Um, yeah. What advice, what encouragement uh, do you have for them? I would always say the, the best thing you can ever do for yourself is just to keep yourself informed um, and try and get as much information about your area, about your business. Um, if, if, if it's an area that you're interested in, um, connect with as many people uh, as possible and um, really learn really what the business is about learn about people and their interests and see where the overlaps are 
and try and make sure that you exist in that overlap. Uh, so, for instance, now, if you're interested in making money from maybe stage photography, um, try and see who are the people who want stage photographers and connect with the stage photographers today and see how they've started. No one has the ex- nobody has the same route to where they are today. Everybody has kind of found themselves in that position, but in a way they've chosen to do that job, if that makes sense. Um, it wasn't like they said, oh, you're going to be the stage photographer today and they've got to go learn photography and then become the stage photographer. It's more of a situation where they've, I guess, done the work and then found themselves in a position where the opportunity has presented itself and they've been ready. But you have to do the work of being ready uh, before you've got to invest the time into it and just keep doing what you're doing. So I guess in not so many words, I think as much information as as possible is important, um, but also making sure that you're ready and good, being good at what you do um, is, is another factor that you need to consider. Yeah. Where do you find uh, your inspiration? And, and um, you could choose to talk about this in regards to your fine artwork or, or your wedding work, whatever you'd prefer. Where, where do you find your inspiration? Maybe it's the same for both. I don't know. Um, you know, it's a very, very good point, good question where one finds inspiration. I think one is constantly looking for inspiration um, from all sorts of places and all sorts of things um, all the time. Um, and of recent, I've, I mean, I found inspiration from other photographers, uh, other artists, and sometimes just by being in a different place. Traveling, I find, inspires me a lot. Um, just generally being on a plane. I'll give you an example now. So I asked the question, why is it that whenever I get on a plane, I see the need to take a photograph or when I'm in, I'm in an airport? So if you follow my Instagram, I have a lot of photographs in airports and on planes. And I found that just being, it's the only place where I find myself sort of stopping I'm waiting. Most of the time I'm on the go from one place to the, to the next. And I don't really have time to observe the world as I would do. But when I'm waiting in an airport lounge or on, on a line or something, I the only thing that is happening is I'm stuck in one place and observing and observing things around me. Um, and I'm very inspired by the, the economy or the environment in an airport for some strange reason. And therefore... I'm there taking photographs. Um, and the same thing would happen, say, when um, I just recently went on a trip to Cuba. Um, and because it was such a different environment from where I would normally be, um, I was completely inspired by the, the difference. And I guess that's something that, that really drives me. What, whenever I'm shooting a wedding, what is different about this wedding? What is different about these people? What is different about the environment? And how can I bring the knowledge that I have to making a really interesting and compelling picture? Um, so those are the things that inspire me these days. Um, the different things in, in the environment that, that I'm picking up. Yeah. I want to I want to transition and talk a little bit about your um your wedding work here. I'm on your website right now. One of the mm. things that I love about your website is you have a um you have a category in your gallery section. Well, I guess okay. you've got a, a number of categories, but you've got one called real moments. Yes. Um, and this might be my favorite 
section on your website. Uh, Can you talk about your decision to separate out real moments from, let's say, the rest of your work from your portfolio or whatever? Yeah. Um, So one of the things that has always inspired me is drama. Um, I'm always a guy who just wants to see dramatic things or experience drama. So I love going to gigs or, you know, I like sort of watching dramatic movies, like movies that really impact me. Um, And the key thing that I always wanted to capture in my photographs is dramatic moments. Um, And I've worked so hard every time to look for opportunities where I can find those moments. Um, I've even gone for workshops to even perfect the art of doing that. And because it's something that is quite a key part of my work, I've kind of created a section where you find, you know, moments that are somewhat dramatic or somewhat, you know, moving. Um, in, in terms of my wedding work, it's the thing that I seek to make myself stand out. How can I find these moments that are so real? Um, whenever I look at other wedding photographers, um, the, those are the things that I'm also looking for or at least inspired by or moved by. And, um, that's the reason why this is a section on its own that I have created. It's one it's slightly out of date, like most people's websites anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, but it's something that I want to kind of make a key part of of what I what I do in in terms of capturing weddings. I think if any, if ever anyone was going to create a book or uh, write something about me, I would like them to you know to feature those moments nice. at least. If you're listening um, and you're and, and you pull into the studio or you're home uh, when you're done with the podcast episode, go and update your website. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> um, that's awesome, man, dude. So I gotta I gotta take a quick minute here um, and thank a couple companies that support um, support me, support our studio, and support this podcast. Um, and uh, I just gotta give a quick shout out. Um, one of them is is Tave. I actually want to ask you questions about how mm. you balance your life, how you balance between uh, weddings and and fine art and all the traveling that you're doing. And so we're going to get to that in a moment. One of the ways that we balance it um, is with actually having a a company, a piece of software that um, keeps us organized. Uh, And I love Tave because it's all online. I can open it up on my phone, on my laptop, on my computer. It all syncs together. And uh, I can just do everything there. We can process um, contracts and questionnaires uh, and our orders and and track our leads and our clients. And we can automate uh, pretty much everything. Uh, And so it really just helps to give us uh, a little bit more time back. And save some headaches along the way. And so um, anyhow, you guys, Tave, Tave has been incredible. It's been a, just such a critical part to what we do. Um, and they, they, they've been awesome. Uh, they've been awesome for you guys because they uh, are given 20% off. And if you use uh, the link below uh, down in the show notes there, um, you're going to get an additional month um, uh, for free. So check it out. Uh, use the coupon code six figure photography, all capitals, no spaces, six figure photography. Um, and you'll get all the love in there. And then, um, print, print is so important to what we do as photographers, at least, at least at it's Donald story creative. That's our studio. We value print so incredibly much. It's something that we want to make sure every single couple has. We value it for ourselves, just our own personal lives. Um, and uh, Miller's. Miller's is who we trust for that. And so I just want to encourage you guys, if you're not doing print yet, 
please, please, please do yourself and your clients and your business uh, a favor <laughs> and really start um, valuing and prioritizing print um, for the people that you serve. Uh, so every single couple of hours gets an album. Um, we're doing um, canvases and wall art. Uh, and I just got to tell you guys, Miller's does an incredible job with that. They, um, they're consistent. They're faster than anybody else that I've ever freaking seen ever. I don't, dude, I, I could not imagine what it would look like to be faster than Miller's. Um, <laughs> And their quality is just incredible. Uh, and they're giving you guys 25% off of their signature albums uh, if you want it. And just use the coupon code SFP25, all capitals S, F is in Frank P, six-figure photography, SFP25 uh, for 25% off, man. Um, dude, I got to ask you how, do you, how do you stay organized? How do you balance um, between all the traveling and the fine art galleries and your wedding work? How do you keep track of it all? I mean... I use Tave as well. So oh, I mean, really? I Look at that. Tave's getting extra love today, man. <laughs> that's what, that's what's up. Tofer yeah. Tave, <laughs> shout I, out to you, my man. Totally, totally. I mean, I've been using that for the past uh, seven, eight years now. So I can't imagine how my business would run without that. Um, and I guess that is really important, um, yeah, in terms of sort of getting yourself organized and sort of knowing uh, where or what, what you have going. Um, how do I balance the rest of it? Um, I think one thing that is important is very, it's, it's, it's really important to sort of have lists and have like really clear goals of what you want and, Mm -hmm. um, sticking to those things. Um, this, this industry can be very distracting. Um, when you see something pretty cool that you want to do, um, you, you can easily sort of find yourself grabbing onto it. And finding out that thing could actually take too much of your time and other things get to suffer. So I tend to give myself some realistic goals of things that I want to achieve um, at the same time, uh, making sure I have a really good balance with, with say, catching up with friends and catching up with, with life. Um, so, for instance, now I, I make sure I don't do too many, uh, say, weddings over a period of time. Um, because obviously I want to spend some time traveling. I also spend some time with my friends because I find that you can't, it can't just be all about work, you know? And, um, I think it's very important to understand that, you know, the work will always be there. Um, the, the, the more you become popular in your craft, the more work comes your way. Um, and also you become a lot better at doing what you're doing. So, um, I guess, you know, it's, 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 it's the same challenges you would have with anything else. I, it's, it's, it's kind of finding the balance between what is work, what is play, and both are important, um, in, in achieving what you need to do. So, um, yeah, that's, that's generally how I do it. Just making sure I have lists, making sure I'm pretty organized, um, using things like Tave, um, and then just sort of using my notepad really, um, to, to, to kind of, keep myself aware of what was going on and what's what's happening really nice i love what you're saying about notes too i think that um uh actually writing something down and and notes do not on your phone i think actually picking up a pen and physically yeah. writing out your goal <laughs> uh, and sticking it somewhere you're going to be able to see it um yeah. is actually going to create the create the action um, yeah 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 totally totally true um i actually have a goal book I have a little sort of notebook where I've written sort of like my hundred life goals um, in sort of ten different categories for each part of 
and um, trying to make sure. And it, it's actually quite exciting when you you write down everything just like that, just to kind of keep yourself focused. And then you know the things that you shouldn't be doing or shouldn't be doing because whilst they seem like things that may be interesting, they're just not really the things that really you should be considering at this point in time. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's very important to kind of write down the notes as opposed to actually typing them in. I love it. So, okay, you said you've got a goal book. Um, mm. Tell me more about this. Like, is there? I want. I want every photographer to have a goal book. Um, how, <laughs> how can someone make their own? Is it as easy as just picking up? I mean, what what does this look like? Do you know what it is? It's just a really simple, small pocket book. Um, I can't remember why I created. It. I think I read it in a book somewhere, and um, in that book, it just said, you know. I was actually trying to understand what is the point of, you know, people talk about life goals. What, what, what are life goals really? And um, one of the things that was mentioned in there was the fact that, you know, just really writing down the things you really want to achieve in your life could be pretty important. Now, having it in, in a book that you're going to keep for the rest of your life where you can actually write down some of your experiences and write down, you know, the things that are important to you. Um, so like, You've got things like financial goals, things like social goals, family goals, um, what's it called? Uh, physical goals, you know. And in, in saying physical goals, they're, 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 I've written things like run a marathon um, in, say, two cities. And then another one is uh, uh, make sure that I can achieve a certain weight size or, or a certain um, a physical uh, a, a goal, for instance, now. Um, and then I have in my, I think it's educational goals. I, I, I've chosen to mentor a, phot- a photographer for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what's really cool is I put the book down every so often, come back to it, say, about three or four months later, read all the goals that I plan to achieve. And some of them I've already achieved. Some of them you realize that, huh. I've got like travel goals, visit like a new country or a new African country every year and a new sort of country in Europe every year. And you, you come back to it and you think, okay, now I know what I need to do for the next six months. And you look at your calendar and you think, where can I actually get it done? And it kind of gives you a real sense of purpose. Um, and the reason why I like the idea of having that book is, like I said, it's something that will, you know, it, it's something that will s- sit on a shelf, preserve its, uh, its integrity, come back to it. And you're looking at it and you're thinking, wow, this, I don't see how I can exist without this book, you know? Um, and you're crossing things off, you're writing some things down like, okay, this is what I experienced um, sort of on my attempt to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, these are certain people I met and certain things I've, I've achieved and this is how this other goal could have been achieved. And it's, it's almost like a, a journal of sorts, but it's around your goals. Um, and that's, that's generally the idea of, of, of this book. And it's, I found it's really given me a lot of peace and um, it's, it, it kind of coming back to the things that I've done, you you get a strong set of satisfaction from it. Um, One of the things, again, that one of my mentors said to me was, you should speak to people who are really in, you know, really old, sort of in their 70s, and you ask them, what are the things you regret in life? What are the things you wish you had done or said? And you will learn the most interesting things from these people. Um, And some of these things are goals you should try and achieve. Um, they're usually not money related and not money focused. They usually have to do with the best way to use their time. Some of them, for instance, said to me, I wish I had traveled a bit more than I did. I spent a bit, I spent too much time at home and had a lot of fear in doing that. And because of that, I 
obviously spend a lot more time traveling now. And there's a certain sense of pride that comes from that. Um, so yeah, there's, I would advise anyone to sort of get a little small notebook and just write down, you know, as many goals and break them into as many categories as possible. And, um, just keep reviewing it every so often, say every month or every, um, every two months or something like that, just to see how well they're doing. And, um, you see your life sort of growing as a result. That's awesome. Real quick. What were some of the categories that you kind of mentioned that you track? Okay, so there's travel goals, there's uh, physical goals, there's family goals where you can talk about marriage or or, or, or the likes. There's um, what are the other ones again? I've got to go get my book. There's um, religious goals for some people. There's educational goals. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things. Um, I think I said physical goals. Yeah, you know, health and stuff like that. Yeah, health yeah. goals. Um, financial goals where you talk about how much money you want to make and things like that um, and, and so on and so forth. I'm sure I can send you a whole list of them um, based around what I've actually written. Uh, I can just find my little I love, book. I love listening to the, the rummaging. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, hmm, where's he actually doing this time? <laughs> yeah, so like um, in my, oh, actually I've got it here. Here we go. Experience goals, uh, family goals, travel goals, giving goals, uh, skill set goals, influential goals, um, and I'm hoping this podcast is, a, is, is actually falls into that category. <laughs> I remember I actually wrote that section earlier this year where I thought, actually, I would love to do a bit more public speaking and sort of sharing um, some of the stuff that I'm actually doing. So I have like certain things like Mentor Photographer, Server Photography Academy, where I can teach photographers, uh, speak at um, major conferences. I actually have a goal here. I don't know. I'm hoping that I'll be able to achieve it one day where I've said I want to become a TED fellow, attend a TED conference and speak at a TED conference. So that's actually quite a, a huge one there. But you see, it's kind of creating the progression to actually achieving that. Um exhibiting at a major uh, gallery, uh, doing a solo exhibition at a major gallery uh, in the world. Um, so I've already done a part exhibition at uh, the Smithsonian, which I was quite lucky to get. Um, and then now hoping that one day I will have an exhibition there, which will actually just be my own exhibition. And you have business goals as well, which is obviously building a business that will make a profit of a certain amount of money. Um, and sort of putting a timeline to how the business is growing. So this is just little uh, things there. Old travel goals, for instance, now visit 30 African countries, visit 30 European countries, 15 Asian countries, 10 South American countries. So now there's a list of the different countries. That, I mean, so far I've been to, I think, 46 countries now. Um, and I'm sort of trying to see. I think I worked out that I think there are about 200 and 60 odd countries are in the world and I thought if I'm going to visit every single country that means I've got to visit at least five or six I think in a lifetime every year or something like that in a lifetime <laughs> to actually do that it's incredible man I love that it's awesome um all right I want to do a couple quick little uh uh, fire off questions here just to, just to pick your brain on some of the things that you're using that's exciting that's fun that other people can maybe take a look at um mm. so any current piece of like maybe software online tool that you're using that's uh that's getting you stoked um let's see now software 
I would, I've been using the same software for some time now. I haven't actually changed much. Um, I use Lightroom, Photoshop. I mean, those things are sort of general standard thing. Something that has kind of got me stoked recently is, I mean, I used to use, I used to be a uh, Canon shooter. I used to use uh, Canon cameras. I just switched over to the Nikon system uh, last year, and I've been really excited with um, what I've been getting and what I've been able to do with it. Um, the hype is real. Um, I used to have a lot of problems, and I used to struggle with a focusing system when I was using a, a Canon 5D Mark III. Um, and then I recently invested in the Nikon D750, and that has completely changed uh, my work and the, the, the kind of things I've been able to do in, in the part in, of, as of recent. So that's kind of something that has really, really sort of got me really giddy that's recently. Awesome. Mm. <laughs> it's, not, it's something that we've been having conversations about like the new 5d4 came out and i'm underwhelmed right. um but i don't i actually i think i'm, I'm underwhelmed by slrs in general if anything i've right. even been considering like do we go sony do we go fuji right um, right and just go small compact keep it mirrorless minimal. system yeah 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 that's definitely something that one will consider i mean from what i've been doing i i actually do have a set of mirrorless cameras as well and it doesn't really work for me because of the the speed at which i like to work but it's definitely a good consideration and sort of um doing finding the things that actually get the job done for you i mean ultimately i don't think there is any such thing as you know the great camera I think it's really what really works best for you at the time that you're you're working, um, and and you know you, you find that that's the thing that actually produces the images I use. It's like I tell a friend of mine, uh, somebody actually contacted me and said, "Hey, what's the best camera I should buy?" And I was like, "Do you know what? It's like you're asking me like, what's the best car? I think different cars work well for different people, you know." Yeah. Um, and and you know what works for me is this particular system, and it may not work as well if you if you invest in it. I would just suggest just try and find the best system that works best for you, for for the images that do work. Um, but yeah, it's it's strange because um, someone said to me once that all of this camera talk is so so um, overrated. People like Henri Cartier Bresson were taking photographs with cameras that were not were not as good as your iPhone. So what's the excuse? instead of buying all this really expensive gear, really, when at the end of the day, it's really about what you actually do see and um, how you actually use the gear that you currently have to actually get, you know, the things that you need. Yeah. So I've always kind of thought, you know what, he actually has a very good point. Um, a lot of the times we think, really, it's, you know, the best, all of a sudden, a new camera comes out into the market and then the old camera can't do the job anymore, you know? <laughs> so, so such a funny phenomenon. <laughs> I totally know what you mean. My, my iPhone's probably one of my favorite cameras uh, that I own. Actually, it is. It just is my favorite camera that I own. Um, hmm. So, okay, I'm looking at your work right now. It's it's scrolling, uh, it's scrolling on my desktop. You do a lot of stuff um, with lighting. I love it. I'm a huge fan of, of off-camera lighting. I'm a huge fan of uh, adding that drama, doing something dynamic and interesting uh, yeah. that, that's not immediately seen by the eye. Um, what kind of gear are you using? Are there any tools that you're using in regards to lighting that's allowing you to work quickly on a wedding day um, to yeah. create some of this look? Can you can you tell us about that? Okay, so one of the uh, the main requirement for me when it comes to gear is it's got to be light. It's got to be transportable easily. It's got to fit into my um, little think think tank. Um, airport bag, which is this little roller bag that I that I can carry along and put underneath the seat in an aircraft. Um, 
and it's got to fit in with all my 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 lenses and all that stuff. So I just use two main lighting systems. Um, I have a simple Switronics LED um, continuous light, which I carry around. And uh, I use that for, obviously, the light situations where I do not need a flash. Um, and then I also have a, um, a, a pair of uh, Cheetah speed lights, which I find is a very, very, very in- inexpensive, cheap, or should I say, speed light uh, system um, for when I need to use speed lights. Um, I also have a monopod that I uh, carry around with me, and I usually would have an assistant. If I haven't got an assistant when I'm traveling, I just get a groomsman who will um, pretty much carry that and sort of light up where I need. And then also, I also have like um, light modifiers. Have you heard of the Magmod um, uh, lights? grid systems that you, that you have out there they're pretty pretty amazing yeah 100 percent. we use them we use them all the time actually if people use sfp in the coupon code they'll get five bucks off because i love them that much and oh yeah they are that great. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah man, we, i think they're one of the one of the things that are revolutionary revolutionizing the markets at the moment um they have completely um changed the way i actually uh, approach my uh, off-camera lighting at the moment. So I have that too. And um, sometimes I have uh, some stands that I take with me. If I don't take stands, I take clamps that I just sort of, you know, put my speed lights onto and it just kind of clamps, say, a clock or a clamp, uh, uh, a, a fixture in, 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 in a particular setting. So th- those are the only lighting systems that I use. Um, I don't have any sort of big strobes that I carry around. I haven't seen the need to do it yet. Um, everything else is, like I said, the requirement is speed and size and weight. Yeah. Dude, you and I relate. Uh, we have like the, the, the same setup, the same kind of, I think, ideology when it comes to lighting and efficiency and quickness, uh, mm. transportability, uh, the amazingness of Magmod. Again, you guys, dude, seriously, go check out Magmod. Even if like you're just experimenting with those grids, the grids alone have changed the entire way that we shoot receptions. Yeah. Um, and create really interesting imagery. Again, you guys will get five bucks off if you want SFP um, uh, to drop in there, but it, they're, they really are incredible. Um, and, and you're right, I, I feel like, uh, man, just consistently the best photographers in the world uh, are using um, that system. So awesome, man. Dude, uh, Jade, this has been fantastic. Um, I want people to see your work. I want people to know more about you. Um, where, can they find, uh, where can they find you online? Okay, so easily simple to just go to my website, which is alakija.com, and I'm going to spell that. Uh, it's A-L-A-K-I-J-A.com. And um, in there, I've got two links, one to my personal uh, page and the other one to my wedding work. And um, the, the work is mostly updated via the blog. I try my best to update it. It's very difficult these days. Um, I am actually better at updating my Instagram accounts. Um, I actually have three different Instagram accounts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because Instagram accounts are so simple to set up, and you can just kind of create a different Instagram account for different things. Um, so I have my personal Instagram where I just kind of throw in images, of things that I experiment with, really. Um, it's more like my daily journal, which is, again, my last name, Alakija, A-L-A-K-I-J-A. 
Um, and then I have the Instagram for my business, which is Alakija Studios. So it's just my last name with studios tucked in at the end. Um, and then finally, there is the third Instagram, which is Alakija Art. And that's where I put in some of the images from my travels. I mean, I get a lot more of my business now or a lot of my work through Instagram. I guess this is the reason why I do a lot more updates through it. Of course, Instagram kind of directs traffic to my website. But I find now a lot of brides are asking questions like, oh, you got an Instagram account. Oh, I'd like to sort of check up your work and see how it's going. Um, and I'm having to do a lot of updates from weddings after shooting a wedding, posting maybe a couple of photos from um, that wedding onto that Instagram because then they share it with their friends who are Instagram. So that's kind of how that's worked for me. Awesome. Awesome. You guys take a look at that. We'll make sure to get all the um, the links down there in the show notes for you guys. Um uh, Jide, thank you, man. This has been really great. Uh, it's been an honor to have you uh, on board here. And uh, I'm excited for everyone to take a look at your work, get inspired. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jide. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this conversation with me and Jide. I think the the huge takeaway for me uh, through all of this is is the idea of actually creating a, a goal book, a physical book that you can carry on with you and you can write down goals and actually categorize goals. I think that um, getting outside of just photography goals and, and considering um, physical and spiritual and relational and financial goals is really going to help you move the needle um, far more than even just solely focusing entirely on your craft, entirely on your business. There's so much more than that. And so uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a little moleskin uh, notebook. And I think this is going to be one of the first steps that I'm going to take uh, upon leaving this. So you guys, thank you for listening. If you want more of, of Six Figure Photography, if you want more uh, information and value every single day, Monday through Friday, I come at you guys live on the Six Figure Photography Facebook page uh, and do live videos and bring you guys behind the scenes at the studio style and story creative and let you guys know what's going on so follow us there uh, i think it's super fun we're, we're on over 50 episodes already so uh come take a look and we'll see you guys there cheers everybody